Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thanks so much for popping on. Truly appreciate it. What you need to do right now is hit that subscribe button wherever the heck you're listening, and you'll be good to go. Also, I'm on YouTube, so if you like to watch, you little dirty little you-you, you-you, I'm also on YouTube. <laughs> so just go to YouTube and search DeHuff Uncensored, and then share it with your friends. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports and Blake Street Tavern. Uh, a, a lot of headlines to go through. I got some, I was going through my email and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to get to this story, that story. This is funny. This is interesting. So let's jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> and, all right, so this one's a new story and then the rest are going to be old. Listen, come on, fuck off. Jeez. Would you drink crab-infused whiskey. I would. I would. Tamsworth Distilling said it's teaming up with the University of New Hampshire on a green crab project. I guess green the green crabs are kind of, they're an invasive creature, and they're screwing up the, ha- the environment, the ecosystem in the New Hampshire, or in the New England area. So they're trying to do whatever they can to deal with the problem. And one of the ways is the Tamsworth Distilling, as well as the University of New Hampshire, they're they're combining their forces and they're making a a crab whiskey. It's a bourbon-based whiskey steeped with a custom crab, corn, and spice blend mixture. Would you drink that? I would. I lo- First of all, I love seafood, period. Seafood is my thing. I love seafood, especially crab. So... If I could have that, and then you kind of mix that with whiskey and bourbon. I love whiskey and bourbon. Not, I'm not a lush. Don't get me wrong. But I just, I if I have an opportunity to get a good whiskey or bourbon, I'm going to drink it. So this is what their, the owner of uh, Tamworth Distilling told Forbes. He says, the, the whiskey has a, a crab on the nose for certain. And he says, it's, it's a briny taste and better than fireball so i definitely have to fucking try that so i i want to try if anybody can get their hands on one of these let me know i gotta look for it because i want to see shit man if i can get my hands on this i want to taste it i want to taste this i love crab i love whiskey hey good job tamsworth i keep wanting to say tamsworth it's tam worth distilling gotta check that out This is where we're diving into some of the old news that I forgot to get to. KFC in Australia, due to a lettuce shortage, had to swap out lettuce for cabbage. So cabbage is their new lettuce. And so many people are freaking out because I fear change. Oh, I can't eat. I can't eat cabbage instead of lettuce. What am I, an animal? Oh, fuck off, man. It's, It's not even that big of a deal. But man, some of the people that are freaking out on social media about it, they're, it's ridiculous. I'll tell you what, I was making tacos for the family not too long ago. We ran out of lettuce, or I didn't have lettuce, and I'm like, shit, all I got is cabbage. So I just chopped up the, the cabbage like I would lettuce, put it on the tacos. Guess what? Nobody fucking noticed, or nobody cared, because it tastes fine. And from everything I've read, cabbage is healthier then lettuce. So, geez, deal with it, Australia. Come on. I don't know what you mean, Scott. I, I'm not an animal. 
Okay? I can't eat cabbage in, instead of lettuce. <laughs> when you're eating at KFC, guess what? You need the nutrients. Okay? KFC. Probably not the best thing for you. Okay? Quit freaking out, people. It's cabbage. You all, you, I'm sure you saw this one. A woman who wrote How to Murder Your Husband was found guilty of murdering her husband. Fucking Jesus. Seriously, it's like OJ writing the book about, like, well, if I did it, I didn't, I didn't kill my wife. But if I were, this is how I'd do it. Fucking idiot. Which, it, you're, all you're doing is saying, yeah, I did it. So she actually, this lady, who's a piece of shit, murdered her husband. But prior to that, she actually wrote an essay, How to Murder Your Husband. Fuck! Seriously? She did this like uh, back in 2018 and she was finally convicted this year. So it took four years before she got convicted, but thankfully she did. And now she's going to rot in prison. And yeah, that's disgusting. And what an idiot. What an idiot. If you're going to commit a crime, which I'm not suggesting you do, don't do crime because you will do the time. Okay? Make that a t-shirt. I'm sure somebody already has. <laughs> but it's just like, if you're going to do something dumb, don't put it on paper. It's these idiots that like, do you ever, it's it's these people that tweet things out back in the day, then it comes back to bite them. It's like, don't, don't say and do dumb things. Then you don't have to worry about it. So like people are like uh, saying racist things back in the day. And then they're like shocked when it comes, somebody digs it up off of Twitter. Don't be doing dumb shit. Don't say like, ah, listen, if you want to kill somebody, this is how you do it. Because guess what? If anybody dies around you, guess who's getting the finger pointed at them? You. <laughs> you dumb shit. Well, they did write a, an essay about how to kill somebody. Well, let's put her on number one on the list. Yeah, you're always going to be number one on the list. Fucking idiots. This is crazy. This came in on the mailbag from Clyde. Clyde likes to participate a lot with the podcast, and I truly appreciate it. Clyde Diesel 44 on Twitter. It was right before I went on vacation. I, I said something about, do you guys have any vacation nightmares? This is what Clyde wrote. <laughs> do you know what the dengue fever is or uh, Zika virus? I had both dengue twice. All from going to and from Honduras on vacation. Dengue is like getting hit by a bus. Very painful. Holy shit. What a horrible nightmare of a vacation. I can't imagine. That's that's awful. The only I, that's like what freaks me out about going uh like beyond the United States is is catching something. Not that like every, like the United States is the only place that's clean. Not, I'm not saying that, but that just what goes through my head because it's a foreign land to me. So, like, like when I went to Mexico on our vacation, our my wife and I's uh, honeymoon, uh, we were in Puerto Vallarta, and I was so scared to drink the water. That's when I started drinking beer because I like I didn't really like beer, so I was just like I I was scared to drink water, so I just drank beer the whole time. Kid you not. Not one thing of beer or water. It was all beer that whole time. Hey, we got some more. Or actually, I'm going to jump into 
the bandwagon conversation and why, why some people are mad about bandwagons and being on one when you should be embracing them. We'll get into that, but first, summer is here and there's no better time to make your first bet with Superbook Sports. Along with its usual vast betting menu, Superbook already has a lineup for every pro football game this fall. Plus, when you make your first deposit on the Superbook app or sign up at Superbook.com, they will match 100% of your money up to $500. So you put down $500, guess what? That's basically putting down 1000 That's awesome. You got to check it out. It's never too early to start, to start thinking about football at Superbook Sports. So place your bet and start winning today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Okay, I admit it. Before the men in McKinnon moved to town, I didn't know a hockey puck from a hamburger. You've never had my wife's cooking, eh? Now? Now I know the plus minus of everybody on the team. And I've checked out all their girlfriends on the internet. Shh. What's that? Shh. Okay? Uh, TMI? Xnay on the whole intro-web thingy. But you get the point. We love hockey at the Blake Street Tavern. Stop by the corner of Park and Blake and watch the men of Mac with game sound throughout our 18,000 square feet. It's a Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches sports. So, yo. It's funny because the Colorado Avalanche are in the Stanley Cup final and they're they're battling the Tampa Bay Lightning. As of right now, the series is in favor of the Avs and there's there's a few people out there that are bitching and complaining that all these people are jumping on the Avalanche bandwagon cuz they're doing so well. Who fucking cares? Is it that big of a deal if people jump on the bandwagon? No. No. I Here's the thing. I like watching the Avalanche. I'm excited for the Avalanche. If I got an opportunity to see the Stanley Cup, I mean, to like be within like a foot of it, I would be so excited. But here's the thing. I don't know jack shit about hockey. I don't. But I do like to watch it. And I'm excited for the Avalanche. I want them to succeed. I do. I'm essentially jumping on the bandwagon. I can't tell you how the game works. I can't. I think it's a fascinating game. And people that play it are tough as nails. Tougher than than football. Absolutely. I think it was uh, Justin Simmons said something about that. The other day, somebody was talking to him at Broncos, at the Broncos facility, and they said, "Are you know what's tougher, football players or hockey?" And he's like, "Are you kidding? Hockey." He's like, "Didn't somebody just break their sternum the other day in hockey?" I'm like, "Yeah, no shit." Listen, you have to be tough to play football too. Don't get me wrong, but if you're going to compare the two, no, hockey, hockey all the way, all the way. But that being said, going back to the bandwagon thing, it's okay for people to jump on the bandwagon. Just hold your head a little high if you've been on, if you've been following the team from the get-go, or you've been there for a long time. Whatever, however you want to look at it, it's not just be like, yeah. In when you got new people coming in, asking and trying to you know work their way, weasel their way in on on the bandwagon, it's okay. Embrace them. Put your arm around them and be like, yeah, it's fine, dude. It's fine. I'll educate you on the game. 
Just come to me. I am your, your sensei when it comes to hockey or whatever. That's fine. But just don't, don't get pissed off when people jump on the bandwagon. That shit happens all the time, and it's okay. It is okay. Bring in new fans. If anything, you should be excited, especially for hockey fans out there. If you can get new fans to jump on board and watch the sport, that's what hockey needs. You need bandwagon fans because those bandwagon fans have the potential to turn into just fans. That's it. Because we all have that moment when we first start watching a sport and falling in love with a sport. If it can hold you, then you just become a fan. And that's great. I think about like when I first started watching football, there was a point where I was just a bandwagon fan watching football because my brother liked football. But then once you start watching it and you're just like, oh my God, this is great. Then you that bandwagon goes away and you're just a fan. Or if it's a, your favorite team, there's that happens all the time. If the Nuggets would have made it to the championship, I would have been on that bandwagon just like everybody else. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. It's okay to be on a bandwagon and quit being dicks about it when people want to jump on. Fuck, man. Some people are just assholes. But just, it's cool to look around, uh, whether it's on social media, all the news uh, organizations around here, like Channel 4, Channel 7, Channel 9, all them. Changing their logos to have burgundy in it, because obviously the avalanche, that's one of their dominant colors is burgundy. And so it's kind of neat to see that. It's neat to see that, just like embracing a team and propping them up and be like, hey, we're all behind you now. I mean, it's fun. And I'm sure like a couple days after the Avs, whether they win the cup or not, I mean, it, right now they're they're looking good. They're looking good, but... It's not over yet. It's a long series. It's hockey. These motherfuckers don't give up on any side. So uh, it's neat to see that, but I'm sure after a couple days after all said all said and done, uh, the corporations are going to switch back to their normal shit, but on to the next thing. But it is, it's neat to see the city and the state get behind the hockey team because the Avs haven't won the Cup since, what was it, 2001? <laughs> shit's changed a lot since 2001 okay man 2001's fucking oh insane insane to think about all that's changed but it, it quit being dicks about bandwagons it's okay just hold your head up high knowing that you were one of the first or you were there before them like don't be a cunt about it jeez hey thanks so much for listening make sure you subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends, give it a nice rating if you're able. Thanks to Superbook Sports as well as Blake Street Tavern. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.